Hello. Hi. Uh, this is the Road Killers podcast. Yeah, welcome back. The podcast where we tell you a true crime story. While we're on the road, depending yeah. on where we're at. Yeah, through the state that we're uh, going through. Yeah. Kind of. And we're not in that state not right currently, now. But yeah. we, we did, did drive through it. go through. Yeah, whatever state this is. What one are we covering? Kansas. 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 We Kansas. hated Kansas. I mean, Ooh. yeah, Kansas sucks. It was um, just a very long state to drive through. It's flat. There's nothing Really there. boring. 10 dot hours of just straight driving. Yeah. I, I mean, East Kansas is all right. Yeah, we stayed in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Yeah, we just stay in Kansas City. Kansas yeah, City. yeah, yeah. Like the first like two hours of the drive out of Kansas City is like nice. Yeah. And then afterwards, it's just windmills. Yeah, yeah. The windmill area <laughs> I thought was uh, nice, was and cool. then like after that, like after after there, it went just it was just straight flat, and it's just it's miserable. It sucks. Yeah. I'd rather drive through misery drive again. Through. Yeah. yeah. Just hard to drive through. But uh, yeah. So we are looking at Kansas. 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 And the Kansas story today is... BTK. Yes. BTK or Dennis Rader, serial killer. Okay. I thought BTK was the guy who, who like, robbed the plane. No. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> Shoot. Robbed the plane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was a guy who uh, who robbed a plane back in, like... I want to say like the 90s, early 2000s or something like that. It had to have been 90s because 2001, you wouldn't be able to do it. Uh, but like, yeah, he hijacked a plane, held everybody hostage, and got away with like $600,000 or something like that. Oh, so when I said serial killer, you were kind of thrown off? Yeah, yeah, whenever you said BTK, like as a as a serial killer. And here we are doing another serial killer again. But I thought the BTK was... um. Not not who I'm going to tell you about. Well, yeah. I think this... Well, they're both bad, but uh, this one's really bad. Uh, a plane. Um, yeah, well, I know what BTK stands for because... Yeah. I know it's bound, torture, kill. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, I, I know what BTK stands for. I just... And you just thought that was the I thought plane it was hijacker. The guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, famous plane... Hijacker. D.B. Cooper. D.B. Cooper. Yeah, D.B. Cooper. Yeah, that's who I thought. 1971. Yeah. Well, we're not covering him. Maybe maybe you can cover him. Yeah. Uh. He didn't kill anybody. Oh. Well. Yeah, no, no, well, no, no. I mean, no. you Everybody can still cover, tr- like, crimes. Okay. Okay. Uh, BTK. BTK. Anyways, we are covering... BTK or Dennis Raider. Dennis Raider. Dennis Raider. Dennis Raider. Bound torture killer. (laughs) Okay. Anyways, moving on. So, (laughs) Dennis Raider, he was born in 1945, unfortunately, um, in Pittsburgh, Kansas. His parents were Dorothea and William Raider, and Dennis was one of four sons. His parents were well-respected in town, and they worked a lot. So Dennis will later say that whenever his mom was pregnant with him, that she fell off of a horse, and he thought that this possibly caused some trauma to him, 
and he also said that at six months old he was dropped and the trauma from this was so bad that his lips turned blue but his mom didn't take him uh to get any treatment didn't take him to the doctor so he's like i think this is why i'm like messed up in the way that i am okay okay that's a good reason yeah drop from his head i think we've all been dropped and yeah. we don't kill people no uh-uh. but you know common with serial killers i think yeah i if it's so bad everybody they, they blame their parents at the end of the day yeah yeah it's always yeah. the parents fault so dennis's dad was in the marine corps and often worked long hours he said that he always got along well with his dad and he seemed to have a good childhood but often felt neglected and hadn't received as much as attention as he wanted from his parents since they both worked long hours dennis goes to say that because of this he had a grudge against his mom just just his mom not his dad she didn't hate dad it's like okay you're already like kind of messed up yeah like it's kind of giving weird okay yeah yeah (laughs) like my they both work but i'm like mad at my mom because she doesn't give me a lot of attention (laughs) Mm. i think it's so stupid i i don't know yeah you need attention like yeah you know your parents like who cares i'm just like why are you so mad at your mom but he had a good childhood like other than that so that's the head injury past the head injury so as early as three, he said that he vividly remembers seeing shadows at night in his room and he enjoyed this and he liked the fear that these uh, shadow people gave him. Cool. He liked being scared. At three. At three. Giving yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. So he then goes on to say that he thinks that he's always been possessed by a demon and that it forced him to act upon urges that he had. Okay. So, like, this guy is, like, clinically insane. Um. Uh, like, I mean, obviously. I, like, I mean, yeah, he I kills mean, people. But then again, I'm just be, like, what child? He's, I don't, it's. I mean, I can't say anything we'll about just, kids not liking horror movies. I mean, shoot, Brandon. Yeah. Brandon loved horror movies. But, like. You know, I don't know. There is definitely something wrong with being, his head. Being a demon, but he—I he, don't think he's been like, um, politically diagnosed. Yeah, like insane, like you know Charles Manson or something. He, like that's like crazy, but like he's like mentally like weird. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> like messed up. Yeah. So yeah, he thinks that he's possessed. And then in 1949, Dennis and his family move from pittsburgh to wichita and wichita had a population of five hundred thousand, and it prided itself on being a friendly and peaceful community until mr dennis came K showed up so there he attended riverview elementary school and he began just dist- uh, developing some disturbing habits if everything else wasn't disturbing enough so he said that one time, he watched his dad and grandpa kill a chicken, and he said that he liked seeing the fear on the chicken's face, and that it got him excited to see this chicken get killed. Okay. He liked it. Okay. 
I, I don't Speechless. know. Yeah, I'm like, I, I don't know. I didn't, for one, I didn't know animals, like, you know, chickens express fear. I don't think and they do either. But yeah, well, and maybe, then also, like, know. enjoying it. I, I don't know. It's something about serial killers. They all start I, with animals. So, he um, said that he also enjoyed whenever his parents would give him spankings as a punishment. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then... He began having sadistic fantasies, and he liked the idea of women being, like, trapped or tied up somewhere with, like, nobody coming to help them. And mind you, we're still at his, like, elementary days. Like, he's really messed up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I, I can't relate. Uh. So, there was also one incident whenever he was four or five, so going even younger, uh, where his mom, she rushed down in between the couch because she, like, dropped something in between there, and when she came to pull her hand back out, it her ring got caught, and she couldn't pull her hand out of the couch, and, like, it was, like, stuck, stuck, like, she could not get it out. So she starts, like, getting scared, and she's like, Dennis, like, go get help. Like, go to your grandparents' house, like, right across the street. Like, get give me help. Like, I need help. I can't get my hand out of this. And he literally just, like, stood there and was like, you know, I kind of, like, like watching my mom panic. Kind of, like, fun. And then he's like, oh, okay, like, I'll go get you help now. Like, right. he fully Clicked. thought about it. Yeah. He was like, it was kind of fun. Okay. And then... So as he be- got older, he began fantasizing about tying up and raping women, and these fantasies turned into him killing dogs and cats by hanging them. And But he was actually able to hide this very well, and he was seen as like a quiet, polite boy. Okay. Was he raping the dogs? <sighs> no. Okay. Well, I I can't say yes. Or no. I, I I don't I, know. I don't know. Well, no, just I'm, just, I'm just saying. Like, if he had like the fantasies of like, I guess like I think it's okay. Moving uh, on. But, okay, moving on from raping animals. Okay. 1963. Um, he graduates and works a few months before going off to a Christian college, which he attended two semesters of. Then he dropped out and joined the U.S. Air Force, where he served four years active duty. During this time, he received a Good Conduct Medal, a Expert Markmanship Ribbon, and a National Defense Service Medal. And then after getting out around 1971, he meets Paula, and they went on today, and eventually they get married. And after they got married, they had two kids, and they lived a simple life. His daughter, actually, she's done a lot of interviews, and she actually said that she felt as though she lived the American dream. Like, they had a nice three-bedroom home. Dennis was a very great father. He was very active in their lives. He built them this giant tree house in their backyard. He would take them to the park. He would play with them. He would participate in the club scouts that they were and he would take them camping to these club scout events like overall looking from the outside in amazing family guy like this is a father like 
father figure. Yeah. Awesome. You haven't seen family it, die. It's like the the Trinity Killer and Dexter. Yeah, I haven't like, seen that. No, but he's like the perfect dad. Yeah, and that's I mean, like they're terrified of him. Like his his family, like after a while, become terrified of him. But like he is the like epitome of like the American picture of. Yeah, you know. that's that's Dennis for you. Like picture perfect dad, picture for perfect yeah. family. Yeah, and that's like what that's what this. Guy yeah, was. and that's like probably what he's based off of to come to think of it. Possibly. But then again, like yeah. Yeah, I mean, just, like, something to keep in the back of your mind as we go through, like, the story. That this guy was a great father. Okay. You know. Good dad. Good dad, good family man. So, he would go on to later describe himself as a family man who was also able to switch to a dark side. Mm. (laughs) So, okay. So, he started murdering people in 1974, but we're just going to skip forward just a little bit so okay is it recording? yeah we're still good okay so he, he goes go- to the oteras he goes to the back door waits for somebody to open it and then cuts what, what do you cut he, he cuts the phone lines oh okay he cuts the phone lines and then he just waits and then at some point nine-year-old joseph jr he walks by like the the garage door connecting like the garage to the house yeah yeah. and he walks by dennis grabs him and pulls out a gun and then goes into the house so he you know he's like holding this kid like hostage you know and he tells them he's like i'm an escaped convict from california and i'm just here to rob you so like i need money like i'm here to rob you give me money and he tells them that in order to rob them, that he needs to tie them up so he can grab this stuff and leave. And the parents decide to comply since there's two young children in there and they don't want them hurt. So they tell him like where everything is, where, where the money is, where the keys to the car is. And he, Dennis then takes the parents into their bedroom where he ties them up and um he ties up the dad first and then he goes and ties up the mom and then he goes back to the dad and strangles him with a rope and then he goes back to the mom and does the same thing so he basically got out like the two biggest threats and then so he can move on to the children oh i didn't know this had anything to do with kids it really well well i mean if there's kids obviously like he just goes okay so he then takes Joseph Jr. to the bedroom where he binds his wrist and feet and then he puts a bag over his head and he suffocates him. Okay. And then um, it kind of seems like he she, he was there mostly for Josephine, the 11-year-old. So he like takes the most time with her, I guess, and he takes her down to the basement where he ties her up and then he hangs her from a water pipe. And then, like, all of this gets him, like, excited. So, you know, he he gets himself off in the basement. And then he's not even worried about it because he knows that his system is, like, his DNA is not in the system. So they're not going to be able to track him. So, and then he goes over to each room. He cleans up evidence. And then he takes, like, little mementos mementos from the house. um, And then he leaves. And then later, that afternoon, their oldest 
oldest son comes home and he finds his family dead and the police investigate and they seem that they seem or it seems like somehow the perpetrator got them to comply and they were just like kind of confused how he managed to get them all to comply um and they collect the dna that they find and nothing comes out of this and wichita is like going crazy they're they're in an uproar people were scared this entire family was like killed and then in april of 1974 so a few months later raider enters the home of 25 year old Catherine bright he cuts the phone lines again and hides in a closet and waits for her to come home and she eventually returns at like 1 p.m. and Raider jumps out of the closet and he has a gun again and he sees that Catherine isn't alone. She's actually with her brother and this kind of throws him off, but nonetheless, he decides whatever. I have a gun. Yeah, I can handle this. Yeah, so he just goes in and he gives like the same spiel that he gave to the Otiros and he's like, I'm a robber, I'm like like a escaped convict, convict. need money, like, and so he has Kevin tie up his sister, like, in the kitchen, I think, and then he takes Kevin over to a separate room, where he, like, ties him up, he gags him, and then he starts strangling him, and at this point, Kevin realizes that, like, this isn't just a robbery, so he starts fighting back, and Dennis, like, this bothers Dennis. He's like, why are you fighting back? That's ridiculous. So he takes out his gun and he shoots him twice in the head. And then he goes back to Catherine. He strangles her. She struggles. So he gets frustrated again. So he takes out a knife and he stabs her 11 times. But during this, somehow Kevin actually isn't dead. And he crawls out the front door and finds someone for help. But by the time anyone came... Raider was already gone, and Catherine was still alive, but she ended up dying at the hospital later. Kevin ended up surviving. So I thought, I thought this, he's, obviously because he's still new at it, he's not very methodical. He's not good at what he does. <laughs> I mean. I think he just gets very angry when things just don't go his way. Yeah, I mean, but like he killed four people very, very quickly. Yeah. At least it sounds like it. I and think then, he just kind of thought it was going to go that way. And then proceeded to, like, yeah, struggle with two, and then you stab somebody to death and then shoot somebody twice. Yeah. I mean, and you don't even kill either of them. I mean, they both die. Kevin didn't die. Catherine uh, did die. Yeah, She well, died on the way to Kevin's death. probably a vegetable now. No, he's not. I don't uh, think he is. <laughs> well. So police like because of what you're saying everything's kind of different they don't put together that this case and the otero's case has any like is connected in any way and then um later police arrest three guys who had like said that they committed these crimes and so they arrest these people and then dennis catches wind that they arrest these three Mm -hmm. people so he gets mad. He's like, that's my work. We saw this last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Travis. They get upset, and yeah. And he's like, that is my work. This is ridiculous. So he uh, goes ahead and sends his first letter to the newspaper. And he writes this letter 
and then he goes to the library and he like picks out a book and then he sticks it in the book and then puts the book back in the shelf so he then like goes to um, a telephone booth like calls the newspaper tells them which library it is which library to go to which shelf to go to which book to go to okay and so they go and they look into it and sure enough they find this letter and it's like detailing the murders of the otero and talks about a lot of stuff that wasn't made public so they're like no this is this is real and at the end of this letter is when dennis actually goes on to name himself he signs it off as yours truly guilty the code word for me will be find them torture them kill them btk and then which like i feel like if a serial killer names himself don't name him don't give him that name yeah, don't give him should, that satisfactory they should give themselves like something, something stupid else. yeah <laughs> like something ridiculous like your name is dennis yeah shut up just like go i like just going back to like dexter whenever like they they called him the bay harbor butcher and he was just like he was ticked over it because like they found like uh, i think maybe like 40 of his bodies that he had killed in the show and he's like they're just like we're just gonna call him the bay harbor butcher and he's like Really? That's the best you guys come up with? Yeah, like, what's the name better? Like, okay, but, like, you know, but then again, you know, if you would have named himself, yeah, you probably shouldn't call the serial killer what they want to be called. Yeah, like, come like, call the them news. something literally ridiculous. Like, yeah, the BTK killer striked again. No, you just feel like, oh, I don't know, whatever you want to call him. Like, the Wichita killer, the Wichita strangler, like, is... Give him some stupid name. It's fine. Yeah, he doesn't deserve to be no. called what he wants to. No. So, um, Dennis then goes on to take a three-year break because he figured if he continued that he would probably get caught. And police think that, like, this can't be a serial killer because usually serial killers can't stop once they started and they don't know, like, they don't have a cool-down time. Like, they just, you know, once it's started, it's started. And so later it was found out that the reason that he was able to take these, like, such long breaks, years of breaks of not killing people, was because he would use the souvenirs that he took from the crime scenes. Because he took some from the brights, too. Right, he right, would right. take he them from memento, everywhere. Yeah. And um, he would use them to, like, relive these experiences in, in his head, you know. Mm-hmm. And then he would also, this is weird, and you can find pictures of it. Um, he would dress up as like a woman and he would put on a mask and he would like tie himself up and he would like hang himself and then he would like take pictures of it and he would use these to like get off what do i look up btk (laughs) yeah give him like maybe like btk dressed up as a woman Something like that. Which, like, is if that's something that you're into, like, I mean, just just do that. Can we, like, cut out the killing of people? Did you find it? Uh, you. He has, like, a mask on. Like, a full mask. Yeah. There's one of him actually, like, hanging, too. Uh, that one? Uh, no, there's another one. Okay, there's a bunch of pictures of this dude. Yeah. Uh. supposed to be that yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's weird 
Okay. How do you feel about that? I don't. I don't know. Like I. I don't know. Like I get it. Like the bondage. Bondage is a thing. So like I. I don't knock it, but I'm like, yeah. Why not just? I don't know. Just like tie your wife up and do whatever you got to do with your wife, but like, or have your wife tie you up. Dude. Yeah. Like just yeah. You could do it at home. You could do it at home. Obviously. Just take out the whole, the whole murder part of it. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, and then in March of 1977, um, Dennis, he sees a kid that's on, like, the sidewalk. So, he walks up to this kid. He shows this kid a picture of his wife. And he's like, do you know this woman? Of Dennis's yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah, He's like, do you know this woman? And the kid's like, no. And Dennis is like, okay. And then this kid kid starts walking back to his house so dennis goes and like follows the kid home okay and he knocks on the door uh and this is the home of a single mom of three her name is shirley and the kid that dennis saw on the street opens the door and dennis somehow convinces him to let him in and he then goes on to pull a gun and he says the same, the same spiel. spiel. Yep. Same thing. So he then goes and he makes Shirley lock her kids into the like a closet. Mm-hmm. And out of panic, she like throws up. And Dennis gets her a glass of water to help her calm her nerves. That's nice. Thank you, Dennis. Yeah. So thoughtful. So then he takes her into the room. He binds her and strangles her. Thank you for the glass of water. What did that help? Uh, apparently, he like I don't know. this is like something he would kind of do because he did it at the Oteros too. Like apparently, um, the dad of the Oteros he had like like some back issue, and like it, I don't know, like his back was hurting whenever Dennis was like doing this. So like Dennis like made him make sure that his like back was comfortable and wasn't hurt. he's like yeah let me I, i'll help you, at, you <laughs> oh know, my god five you're minutes before so I strangle you. scared that you literally threw up yeah. here's some water okay here's some water let me take care of you yeah so then eventually um the he strangles her and then he says that he was planning on killing the kids afterwards but the phone rang and that like spooked him so he left and then eventually the kids were able to get out. They find their mom. And they were able to give like a really vague description of the guy. But nothing really came out of it. And then in December of 1977, um, he sees 25-year-old Nancy Fox. He starts stalking her so he knew her schedule. And then one night... He cuts her phone lines. He breaks into the back door. He waits for her to return home from work when he jumps out with a gun. And he tells her he's there to tie her up and rape her. And he, um... This is his first rape. Um, no. What? This is just what he's telling her. Oh. So he takes her to the room. He ties her up. Um strangles her and he tells her like as he's doing this like oh i'm btk like you should be scared thank you i'm already scared wow she's getting strangled yeah okay 
So then on the following day on his way to work, um, to the security system place, he, or on his following day to work, he goes to a payphone and he calls the police and tells them that they will find Nancy Fox dead and gives them her address. So police go, they find her, they collect DNA, and they release the voice on call, but nobody was able to match it. And then a month later, Dennis sends a letter mocking Nancy's death, but gets mad because this letter isn't getting, like, enough attention that he wants. So he sends another letter in February saying... How many people do I have to kill before my name gets in the newspaper or gets some national attention? God. How many people is he on right Seriously? now? Seriously? At this point. Um, four with the Oteros. Four. The one attempted murder. Kevin. And, and then, killed. yeah. So the, what was that? Five. five. Then six with the six. mother. Six. So seven. 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 Dang. And then, um, so after that, he goes silent for a whole year. You know, he's probably doing his little dress up, little Mm -hmm. cutesy little thing. And then on April of 1979, he goes to the home of Anna Williams. He waits for her, but she takes too long. She just takes too long. So he leaves. And then she had no idea about, like, she literally could have got killed until, um, Dennis goes on to send her items that he took from her house with a poem saying oh anna why didn't you appear okay (laughs) and then in april of 1984 um a woman maureen hedge who was 53 years old at the time she actually lived six houses down from dennis was taken and strangled by him and then thrown into a ditch. Uh, she was found eight days later, but they didn't connect it because she was thrown into a ditch mm-hmm. and it just yeah, didn't match it. Yeah. But literally six houses down from him. <laughs> Crazy. So then in September of 1986, Bill, I'm going to butcher this last name, Wegler, Wegerl, came home on his lunch break and he found his two-year-old son by himself and his wife, Vicky, dead in their bedroom. Um, in absence of evidence, Bill was the primary suspect, even though it was committed right. by Dennis. And then in 1991, Raider throws a center block through the side door of Dolores Davis, strangles her, and leaves. So this was like his last victim and then he just like drops off the face of the earth and then police are unsure if he like died or if he was in custody or if he like moved away. They didn't know what happened. And then January of 2004, the Wichita Eagle runs the 30th anniversary piece on BTK. And Raider says that this was what spurred him to reemerge. In March... Raider sends a letter containing Vicky Wegler's okay. driver's license and a picture of her body. And he tells them that he, he's he been here this whole time and that he's never left. And then he also, in May, he sends like a puzzle 
and that they eventually after the fact after they arrest him they um find out later that it did spell out raider okay. like he was just like going crazy like just yeah, sending yeah, out yeah. a bunch of stuff like no i've been here i've been here thank you and then in december of 2000 in a park stumbles on stumble stumbles on a garbage bag containing nancy fox's id and a barbie with a hood and it was tied up and after like 11 letters back and forth like from the police to dennis and whatever um dennis asked them in one of these letters he's like are you guys like able to track me through like a floppy disk and they're like no no we can't so he he um sends one just sends one over and they are able to like track obviously who Uh. the disc was from idiot right and they see the disc had been used by someone named dennis at a christ lutheran church and after a simple google search they find dennis raider who is the head of the lutheran church whoa idiot so they already had his dna from the crimes but like you know they had the dna from the crimes but they didn't have his dna they didn't have his like yeah he wasn't in the system so they're this is kind of messed up but like kind of also broke the case so like whatever so they go on to connect it to his daughter's dna from a pap smear that she had gotten recently and it matches close enough so then they're able to um arrest dennis they had, like probable cause yeah because like the dna yeah, yeah, matches yeah. so closely so they they're able to arrest him and then on february 25th 2005 dennis Rader is pulled over and arrested so he's taken into questioning where he talks for 30 hours about himself and the crimes mm-hmm. that he committed he was so excited to literally talk about it to finally be able to like yeah he's like oh my god guys i've been waiting so long you guys you idiots like couldn't catch me i literally had to like basically give myself up to you let me tell you all about it (laughs) like i don't know so he then pleads guilty to 10 counts of murder and during the um trial he provides an explicit detail all of the crimes like you can find this on YouTube. So casual. They ask him a question. He just answers it. Oh, yeah. Whatever. I, I mean, just, at that point, like, he was already going to prison, yeah, so it doesn't like, really matter. Uh, like, I don't yeah. know. This man's messed up. And so he's sentenced to 10 life sentences for a minimum of 175 years without parole. And he, he is still alive today, and he's serving his time in El Dorado Correctional Facility in Butler County, Kansas where um he only gets let out one hour each week to either shower or exercise one or the other not both Mm. one hour and that is the story of btk dennis raider well i i thought he put plates on people's heads no that was him i'm pretty sure I want to say that's a guy from California. I want to oh, say. Oh, is that the guy who like d- the doorbell like guy? 
Because I, I, I know who you're talking about. He was like the Golden State Killer. Was yeah, that that is? I want to say that's who it was. I was gonna say Golden Gate Killer, but Golden yeah, State. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, because I remember. I thought I thought PTK was. I thought he was that guy. Yeah, because he would he, put plates on the guys and yeah, like, oh, and if, he if moved. it broke, yeah, if like I hear a single plate like fall to the ground or something like that, yeah, I'll kill you both or something out. like that. Yeah, but he killed them both anyhow. Yeah, that's another guy. Oh, um, but this is BTK. shoot. That's BTK. That is BTK. Wow, Wichita, Kansas. Crazy. You guys suck. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's also weird that it happened in the seventies and. He didn't get caught till early 2000s. Yeah. I mean, he, he literally, if he wouldn't have started sending those letters back and forth, he would have got yeah. away with this. Unless for somehow, like, his DNA got in the system. Or, like, a, a parent or something like that. Or not parent, wife. Like, his wife, like, went through his stuff and was like, like oh, Like, found some, like, yeah. weird stuff. What, what like, is this, honey? Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of confused because, like, he ca- had to keep that stuff, like, somewhere. You're not, like snooping around to like find any of that like you've never noticed that he has like a whole women's costume that he dresses up in it's like a one box like thing i don't know i mean it's a box of but still like even if he's like really weird about this one box like don't touch my box I mean, i'd maybe be like okay i'm touching your box as soon as you're out of the house maybe he played What's it off in like he had a kink anyhow i mean maybe he did i don't know i have a lot of questions for her you know but anyways that is the story of btk btk thank you for listening to the road killers podcast um you can tell us what you thought about today's episode at roadkillers.podcast at gmail.com or or on instagram i think it's roadkillers.pod um or uh i'm at elijah x allen x and I'm at Desiree Foreman on Instagram. Yeah. So uh, hit us up. Thank you. Bye. Bye.